Well, do you do you want to clap in addition to that to help? Sure. Yes. Let's clap in addition. Let's clap those cheeks in addition to that. Jeez. I hope I hope Craig's recording this. Ow! Actually, my hands really hurt. Ow! Oh God. And they're sensitive. It's part of the uh, side effect of the medication. Oof. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I'm here. I'm ready. All right. All right. Well, uh, before I even get into the introduction, you may notice that my friend here sounds like shit, and that is. Hey, 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 hey! hey. (laughs) Don't you just be like that? You goddamn it! (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, he's sick right now. It's not. It's not his microphone. No, don't. Is that has nothing to do with these? It's both. It's yeah, it's both. It's both. But no, but no, it's you've got you got your mic sick too. Your mic is sick and you're sick. So, you know, it happens. Yes, yes. I am uh as you can tell there was no episode uh, last week because I was sick. I actually I'm not like luckily I didn't catch, you know, COVID or anything like that, but um I went in and got my you know what, I'll just tell the story real quick. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Let me hold, 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 hold on a second. Let's yeah, just so let me introduce just introduce the show, and then I'll and then I'll tell the story, and then we can go into what we're actually going to talk about today. Uh, this is "Do You Know the Drill?" <laughs> I just noticed that, by the way, in this in this highly exclusive Discord channel that you titled it "Do You Know the Drill?" I never. <laughs> well, do you know the drill? That's the um, you know, the section for like the updates. It's like, hey, do you know us? Do you know the show? Yeah, but nobody uh, does because nobody's here. So, which is really? fine. Anyway, it's uh, cut off because of you. It's it's you know the drill, uh, starring Sam and Rutz. And today, I well, honestly, I don't know what we're talking about today. But Rutz, I know exactly he, what we're talking about. He know, he knows. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the mic the, the 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 shitty mic over to you, and so you can tell tell your story uh, now. You're so irritable. I swear. <laughs> um, okay, so yes. Sorry that there was no episode last week. Um, I I was I did get sick. I did not catch COVID or anything like that, which was whew, thank goodness. Um, mm-hmm. But it was kind of running around in our family circle, and so I went and got my booster because I should have, you know, months ago. And I just you should have, mind. you should have. Everybody should, by the way, because let's because I they're now saying at least I think if I'm if I'm. If I'm interpreting information correctly, you know, do your own research. But they're saying that like not being boosted is like, you know, it's you're not well, you're not fully vaccinated if you're not boosted. And it's, you know, I think it's stop it's preaching. Like, stop preaching in the middle of my story, I, damn it. All right, you're right. This is your story. I'll do it at the end. Uh so um I got something more similar to like the flu rona uh that's going around. Um like I started with some loose COVID symptoms and like very loose, like, you know, just like the basic of the basic. You um, didn't, did, did you, ha- did you uh, lose smell and taste? No, no, no parosia, no nothing like that, which okay. is a surprise because it's happened to members of my family. So that's a surprise. But yeah. um, no, like it immediately pivoted into more of like pivoted. an actual influenza flu, um, mm-hmm. which then exacerbated by the, the booster because, you know, booster does its job by, kicking your immune system into high gear. And so it inflamed my asthma and caused me to lose my voice. So my voice is like 95% there. Like the biggest issue for the most of the time was 
I have no, I have no, and I still kind of don't, but like, I'm in the majority now. I can't control like the back range of my voice whatsoever. So it was all like guttural and it sounded like I could talk. Even like my sister, who I would talk to almost daily, she's like, I can barely understand what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. it was literally all in, in front. And so it's like every day I've been kind of regaining bits and pieces of my voice back. Like now I can actually control a little bit of the rear end of my voice. But <laughs> like it, I can but like I can actually feel like it's straining and it hurts, which is a good thing because okay. Until like three days ago, I couldn't do that at all. Like, it sounded like if you were drowning and you were trying to scream really high, but you couldn't because your voice just did not work. Oh, it was kind yeah, of terrifying, but at the same time, kind of interesting. It would be interesting to you, right? Well, so, so, <laughs> so luckily, like I'm back out. You know, I'm back out in the field. Uh, woo. Um, Everything is all good. I just got a lot of medication to take, which is always a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, now they're all they've all kind of synced up, which I appreciate because when I started the regiment, like I don't know, a week ago, it was like every two hours, every three hours, every four hours, and every six hours. Jesus Christ! Oh, it was horrible. Like um, one one night uh, or one morning, actually. Um, I had, because I was feeling better, like my cough wise was feeling better. So I stopped kind of taking NyQuil at night. Mm-hmm. And I happened one night, I'm like, I need to get some sleep. So I took some. And I woke up that next morning. This was like probably three or four days ago. And I felt like I reset my day. It was the weirdest feeling. Hmm. So like, I got up in the morning. I went to go hop in the shower. And then I got up in the morning again. And yeah. I went to go get in the shower. I started to slip and fall just because I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up again. Like, I'm like, what the hell? And because the weirdest thing was, is every time I'd wake up, I'd wake up sooner. So like, first time was 8.30 and then 8 o'clock and then 7.15. And oh, so, so each like, day. Yeah, no, no, no. This all happened in one day. Wait, so 8.30 and then? Like, I woke up at 8.30, went up to get in the shower. And then I woke up again at eight o'clock. Like there was a gap in my, my memory that was just a boom. God. Oh, so you're wait. You woke up at eight thirty and then you so woke what up I'm at saying, eight. So what I'm saying is like I'm like it's like I was loading a checkpoint. You know what I mean? Oh, I so it. like so you're this is in your memory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay, like, I, I get dreamt, what you're saying. So I I dreamt about waking up at eight thirty and getting in the shower. And then I like I woke up partially maybe and then dreamt at eight o'clock about doing the same thing, but then actually woke up at seven fifteen to do the same thing. It's almost like you were in the matrix. Yeah, that's which, what I'm saying. It's like a glitch in the matrix kind of deal. Is this is this is this a lead into our, our discussion or we save that for another episode? No, that's exactly thank you. Thank you for making it. That's exactly did what I, it was. Oh my god. I you, you I, took I, my wife's segue. Congratulations. <laughs> I win the prize. So we're actually, to, yeah, that's okay. I'm ready for this. <laughs> I was, I was not expecting, like, I kept thinking like, oh, I should tell, I should tell Russ we should talk about this, but we've already started on whatever, whatever he's picked. But I guess, I guess we're, we're, we're going into it. Sorry. Are you ready? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have, other than that, I don't um, really have that much story to tell. You guys can tell where my voice is at now. Um, I'm doing, you know, okay. Uh, still got a bit of a, a cough that kind of worries me. But uh, mm-hmm. other, than, other than that, like, they said it's like a react. It's a reaction cough because it's like it's my um, bronchospasm has been acting up. So it's like my the tears in my vocal cord are like just reverberating too too close. So it just keeps kind of tearing them up. Uh, so uh, so you're worried about the cough? I am a little bit. Not not that it's infectious because I've been to the doctor and they're like it's not, but it's a reaction cough. And the last time I had one of these, it lasted for like nine months. Oh, so you're worried that it's going to be just ongoing? Yeah, which is not a great thing uh, in the pandemic. So, no. Well, unless you know you're in certain parts of the country where they don't care. True. So um, yeah, no, I, uh, that's actually I keep thinking that I keep thinking like you know, um, because like I don't, I don't think it's really happening. But I keep thinking that in my head, like, oh, what if I got like a cold and I was out and like I started coughing? I'd be so like. I would be so anxious mm-hmm. and even my old boss, I remember cause he had like a, a chronic cough that like he was, when it was first happening, I remember he was like, Oh, this isn't good. But um, no, like, you know, when I have been, you know, out and, and uh, you know, there people will cough and, you know, nobody cares. Nobody turns their head or like, or like reacts to it. And it's like, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so oh, what, so believe me, the, the, the only drawback I have right now is that, the last like remaining like pill medication I have tastes is a steroid, so it tastes absolutely fucking awful. Ugh. Like so, they're like take this with food, otherwise you will regret it. And I'm like, okay, I I get it now. Like I'll I have to drink this with coffee or something because I it just will not. Oh, it's horrible. So you're not uh, drinking your boxed water with uh with that? No, I'm not. But did you see if um, for people who are fans of the modern neon, like collective peoples of our community, um, our, our good friend Jeff Roth is now repping that uh, that liquid death water. What? Wait, wait, yeah. officially? Yeah, well, not officially, but I mean, he went and bought a case and he's been drinking on stream. He's like, I understand. He's like, I get the hype. And he's like, I understand how clean and good it is. So Wow. That's, so, now, so now you're slacking. Now it's my, yeah, no, I have to get on it. it I was about to, one, but you know, whatever. You know what? I will if they sponsor us. How about that, Liquid Death? Sponsor us. I'll try it. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, send them this episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Well, as well as all the other episodes where you leave them out. Yeah. But uh, so, so what? You, you, so you got like a, so you got the flu and it was just like, just a sort of like a coincidence you went out to get the booster, but you also happened to get the flu while you were out sort of thing. Yeah. So like what I think happened was I chose to get the booster because I mean, obviously I should have like within yeah. six months afterward, but Definitely. that would have been like October. And I just, like, I just did not like, it, it did not fit into the time where I can actually go get it. Um, but one of my family members got it that had like come to visit for the holidays. So I'm like, I'm going to get it just in case. And then because that happened, someone else in my family had gotten the flu. Um, and then like, you know, because my immune system was down because of the, of the 
the booster, it caused me to actually get it and get sick. Oh, so someone so, in your family didn't get COVID. They got the flu and you got it just- They happened like, to both. Both of them. Like one person got COVID one person got the flu. Okay. And I guess you got the flu and not, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So with that said, shall we start talking about the Matrix? Shall we roll into a break and then talk about the Matrix? Uh, yeah, we could roll into a quick break and, and then talk about the Matrix. That's fine. Yeah, because I, I don't think we'll have, be talking about the Matrix for too long. It's probably be a shorter episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so All we'll right. take a quick break and we'll be back about the Matrix because, you know, I glitched into the Matrix or something. <laughs> <laughs> Time to urinate all that liquid death out. No, no, you had to go there. Never, never mind, don't send this one to them. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jeff, also known in the internet world as Jefferoth, inviting you to subscribe to my new podcast, The One Winged Gamescast. Every week, I will take the wealth of knowledge I've picked up over the past few decades as I've played video games and covered the industry and use it to celebrate gaming's past, discuss gaming's present, and hypothesize about gaming's future. All the news, all the trends, everything you've ever wanted to know with my own unfiltered opinions. My special guests will have a good time, so pull up a seat on the couch and let's chat. It's the One Winged Gamescast with me, Jefferoth, on your favorite audio platform of choice. Subscribe now. Okay, so hey, Brendan here. We're not talking to you like podcast host right now. You know, we're just here hanging out what? in the ad break with you. Well, wait, why do you why do you sound like you're about to give the drug talk to your kids? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. It's, that is, you yeah. don't do drugs. Instead, you we're, we're concerned. We're concerned with our, our listeners right now. You're we know you're doing drugs, and drugs are bad. <laughs> don't do them. We're, we're oh god. Instead of doing drugs, you 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 should just like, rate, and share. <laughs> that should be your addiction. Oh god, uh, this, this went off the rails. I'm okay with it. That is so. That was so good, though. That is. That should be it. <laughs> all right, all right. Make sure that yeah, needs- we'll, we'll catch. We'll be right back with the actual episode. <laughs> all right, three, two, one. Ow! <laughs> that'll that'll probably work as a clap. Ow, clap those cheeks hard. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know cl- why my hands are so sensitive. Well, instead of clapping, why don't you just shout? Like, what? Or something. So, using my still injured voice to shout. Good. Yep, you're okay. Good call. I'll, I'll shout. I'll shout. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, I, oh, no. no, no. I, I literally have my hands over my chest, uh, you know, just like trying to warm them up. All right. All right, all right, we're back. Hello. Hello. Hello, we're back. So, I mean, it was kind of an unintentional segue, but because I, I just wanted to talk about it, but it worked out. So, while I was sick, Sam Newell over there finally decided to watch The Matrix and wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So, Matrix. Thoughts. What did you think? Why was so, it trash? 
Oh, are you are you getting right into this already? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm just, I, I'm just asking you a question. No, I, I'm okay. I'll be curious to see what you have to say about it now. Um, what if this whole episode we just like we just kept on like uh, um, keeping everyone on on uh, anticipating? We never actually get to it. We just keep on like you know getting close, but never following through. We, we're just we're just denying them just the depth. We're just what's that? We're edging the audience. Got yeah, it. yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, <clears throat> so obviously Matrix uh, Revelations is that is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Oh no, Resurrection. I keep I keep thinking it's Revelation. It was one of the two. No, because the third one's Res Revolution, Resolution, yeah, right. Revolution, Revelation. Anyway, it was Resurrected, Resurrected or Resurrections. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know about it until like pretty like like maybe december i think late november early december but i think it's been a thing for they've been talking about for a while and what, obviously how how like you work in media like how i don't know i've got my head up my ass but uh that is true <laughs> so so i saw it on i don't know i i did learn about it through work though and i was like oh well you know listen i'm i don't love sequels but i do love the matrix um, and I remember liking the whole trilogy. I hadn't seen, I've only seen the third one once. And that was like when I was 16. I've seen the second one a few times, seen the first one the most, obviously. I, I will say, I think watching the third one once is enough. <laughs> well, no, I rewatched it though. Cause I needed to, oh. I was like, so what happened yeah. was I was actually reviewing an article at work that was talking over, like discussing sort of the mythology of the lore. And I was like, I was really fascinated by it. And it put the whole thing in perspective, which I maybe already knew before. I don't know. It's been a long time, but you know, um, I mean, I haven't even seen the first one in a while, but you know, obviously the first movie is the story. It's so it's, I think it's one of the best stories ever told. And one of the best movies, like obviously for me, like best movies is like a huge sort of pool of movies that are just like they're so good that they can't be ranked basically right i mean it, it even if it is basically an allegory for jesus at the same time yes i i, I agree with you there's a, I, reason yeah, I, why, there's a reason why like the concept and philosophy of matrix is taught in school yeah well i mean it's it's you know the, the way yeah i mean the, the concept and the, the 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 story and the concepts and all the, the and the um you, you know even the um the symbolism, which may be a little on the nose in, in a lot of ways, it's all very brilliantly done and brilliantly yeah. thought up. I will say this, though. One thing, um, it's been a while since I've seen the first one, as I've said, probably the third time now. But something that I noticed this time around, and I never really paid attention to, but um, not a perfect movie. Um, probably is no perfect movie. I don't know. But um, uh, story-wise, everything brilliant. Uh, the acting and the dialogue are terrible. <laughs> that is true. Like it's very stiff and very, uh, very stiff. I, I very never noticed, forced. I never noticed that before, but the dialogue is just really like, for the most part, like there's, there, there may be some good, like, I love the, the Smith speech about human beings being a disease. Cause I, I think that's true. Um, yeah. and you know, the, and you know, obviously I think some, you know, some performances are better than I others. Mean, but. Yeah, he, I mean, honestly, Hugo Weaving has probably is my favorite performance of that entire movie. Yeah, like that, 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 that whole, franchise, frankly. Yeah, I mean that 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 speech, that one speech that he has with Morpheus is brilliant. Um, 
And you know, there are you know there are moments where the dialogue's okay, but for the most part, the dialogue is just really bad. And like you said, stiff. Um, but you know, and I don't know if it really affects the movie that much. It was just kind of distracting this time around. But again, so I decided to rewatch all three movies leading up to it, um, especially because it was disappearing on HBO Max, and I and I caught it just in time too. Um, so I was watching, uh, you know, I, I watched the original trilogy again, and um, this is the thing. I remember liking Reloaded. I saw Reloaded first, and that's what got me. I was like, oh, I really like this concept. Let me get into it. Uh, I think the first one is the best, but I think that the second one, and even the third one to a degree, I'll get into that in a second. The second movie adds a lot to the bigger picture, I think, of what they're, you know, of the story. You know, like I think there's yeah. a lot of philosophical ideas that are really important in that. And I, you know, it's, it's, it, the action is, ex, is exciting. You know, it still has those good story beats. Um, the third one, I think, gets more hate than it deserves. I think it started off really interesting and still contributing to, you know, that compelling story. But then, like, I think the problem with the third one, it does get kind of boring. It's like after maybe the, first 30 minutes or so it's just all endless like you know war scenes and things like that and that's not amazing and and um you know i think the way he beats yeah, the smith it, it, is that third, that third movie pivots away from the the core matrix philosophy at least halfway through yeah and it gets obviously it gets a little jesusy in that one um and you know with the with the cross thing at the end like that's a little goofy um, but you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't dislike the way he winds up beating the Smith, um, and, and kind of trying to brokerage a, a, a pact between humans and machines. You know, I think that, you know, and, and again, with the whole, the whole overarching story and how that comes together, th here's one other thought, and then I'll start getting into the fourth movie. Um, Obviously, I think the first movie, it works both as a self-contained story and a part to a bigger picture. Yeah. Um, and I think it does so almost equally. It's like, my thing with like, for instance, the Terminator, I've only seen the Terminator 2 once and I really liked it, but I still like the first Terminator more because I think that the first Terminator has a very tight story, gives you a very, you know, like this concept from beginning to end that is complete. And then the second movie, it adds it, it it builds upon that really well, and it, and it adds a lot more that the first movie didn't have. But one thing that I think it does do is it it overcomplicates a little bit, like it expands it to a point. And again, I'd probably have to rewatch it to really back up what I'm saying. This is just what I remember thinking when I saw it all those years ago. Uh, that it takes this very tight story and it kind of starts to loosen the threads a little bit with all this higher concept you know, these, these ideas that are presenting, which are worthwhile and great, but it also, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the original is very tight. It's got this very, you know, like, like the circular, like it all comes full circle, the timeline yeah. thing, but then the yeah, second yeah, yeah. one sort of breaks that. So yeah, and it the got second one breaks the, the, the first, it, it breaks the foundation of the cohesion that the first one had yes. in order to expand the universe and maybe not necessarily in the best way. You know, I wouldn't even art say that it was not in the best. I mean, you know, best. Let's just take best out of it. But, you know, I wouldn't say that it did it in a negative way. I'm just saying that I think that you've got something self-contained and tight in the first movie, and then you introduce the second movie into it. It's almost like you have to watch them in different ways. You watch the first movie, 
as a single experience. And then you watch the first movie and the second movie. And if you want the others, I guess, and think of that as a separate whole experience. Does that make sense? It's like they're two yeah, different. And, and, I mean, and I like to. I mean, they are, they are two different things. No, but I'm saying like you've got the. I know what you're saying. Yeah, and and I like to and I like to look at it in both ways. I like to look at like here's this movie that I can pretend that this is the only piece of the story that exists and it's this complete tight story, but then here's this movie saga that I can also pretend that exists in its own separate, you know, form of existence. Its own own major universe. And I like to have both, you know, I like to keep it both ways. So that way it's like, you know, I can preserve the integrity of the first movie, but also appreciate what the other installments, I'm not talking specifically Terminator because obviously the second one's great. The third one's whatever. So what, what, you know, this tells me is that I know you're not a fan of sequels, right? Yes. But this tells me that you are a fan of Movies that are in the same universe, but their own, they're their own like condensed story. Okay, like, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm explaining this very well. What I what no, I, mean I, I think, know what you mean. Okay, I, yeah. I, I get what you mean. You appreciate it on both levels. But what I'm just saying yeah. is like, if you were a writer, like like you know, if you were a screenwriter, right, then yes. I could see you writing a sequel that's in the same universe as a story you've written before that plays by the same rules, but it's his own story. Well, yeah, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, no, this is, so the, these two universes I'm talking about is one universe is where just the, just the first movie exists and the other one is where the whole thing exists. Does that make sense? So including yeah, the first yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. Okay, maybe I'm not understanding what you're. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, we are. We are on the same level. We're just explaining it differently. All right, fair enough. So anyway, so, and watching The Matrix, the revisiting the trilogy, I felt the same way, only I think the overarching story I appreciate more. So it's like, I, I kind of look at it the same way because I think something that's really high concept like The Matrix or even, you know, even The Terminator, you know, when, when we're talking like science fiction and time travel and all that, um, I think when it comes to things like that, the more you introduce sequels and you have to expand upon the story, the more the threads start to unravel, even if the oh, story becomes more compelling. Because, yeah, you know, you're the more you're defining this world, the more you're not accounting things. And the more it's like, you know... The more um, cracks are going to open. Like, for instance, I noticed too, like... Uh, it feels, you know, because in the first Matrix, they talk about how the the agents, like, everyone who fights the agent, nobody ever comes back alive. And that's sort of the big deal is that Neo can move as fast as them. And they kind of show that. They show them moving. But then, like, at, you know, by the time it's the third movie, everybody's fighting an agent and just, like, fighting at the same speed. You know what I'm saying? Like, they kind of, you know, things like that. But anyway. Yeah, but are they winning? Are they winning, son? Uh... They're not dying. They're. I'm. I'm just talking like you know. Um, you know yeah, Trinity but they, they, and... they kind. Of, they make it clear that like you know they can necessarily outrun. It's like if you stand your ground against an agent, there's a better chance of you dying. Like that's the idea that they set forth in that first. Movie. But but they do. I mean, they do. Well, either way, just just food for thought. So the fourth movie. I sat down and expecting to hate this movie because I had heard everything, and honestly, again. Like the third movie, I think it, the the hate is a little extreme. I think you know people had expectations, and 
there were things I really liked about it. I don't, you know, I'd say it was probably the weaker one in in the entire saga. And it's also, I think it needs to have its own third universe to exist because it, it kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like you've got the first universe where it's just the first movie, the second where it's just the trilogy and the third where it's all four movies. Um, it, you know, cause it, it, it takes it in a different direction. I was kind of a little disappointed. Let uh, Before I go any further, I'm going to put the spoiler warning part right now. So now you can tune. Spoilers. You, know, you can, you know, tune out at this point and wait until you watch it and then come back. Um, but it takes sort of a different direction. And I kind of thought it was going to go somewhere where it didn't. That was a little disappointing. I think it kind of went, it took some conventional roads and some more maybe predictable paths. I'm trying to think if I'm remembering this correctly, but um, what the thing that I really loved about, about it is at, when I first started watching, I was like, uh, this, I, I didn't like it immediately, but then like it really started to hook me because it's like, okay, so Neo, he's, you know, the age he is now and he's, a, you know, he's, um, he's become a video game programmer and the Matrix is a video game that he created. I don't think I liked that at first, but it started to like, I started to warm to the idea and like, okay, well, they're obviously they're, they're taking like a meta direction, which I liked how they did that. I liked how they went about it. Like the guy says they're making a fourth game. Like they, they need to make a fourth game. And that Neo Neo's like absolutely against it. He talks about why he shouldn't. And the other guy says, well, it's going to happen without you or not. So, cause you know, I, I don't know if this is, I haven't like confirmed this by reading about this or anything, but it's obviously the Wachowskis were like, this is probably didn't want to make this fourth movie and Warner Brothers. Cause they even say like Warner yeah, Brothers. Yeah. It, it very much mirrored Warner Brothers conversation with, uh, with Lena um, about the creation of it. I, I and, totally got that. And I think that that's, I think that's brilliant that that's what they did was they were just like, well, let's just put this in the movie. Um, great shot at Warner Brothers. And, and I think considering all things considered, I think they did the best they could making a fourth movie for the most part. Again, I think that it's it starts off strong and then it kind of becomes less interesting. And I also really like what they did with uh, Morpheus because obviously, you know, they had a different guy playing Morpheus and you're like, well, why? you can't like, you can't recast Morpheus, but then like they, they explain it very well. And it's like, okay, this works a hundred percent. Yeah, like, um, and like I, I thought I thought that was I thought that that uh, that change actually worked. I was on board with that. Well, it was weird too because it started off like he was he was the Smith, and I think they explained it very well too, like how um, he was both the Smith and Morpheus. Yeah, and, yeah, and, he, he was it, it, he went through the same concept of awakening um, that Smith did in the in the original um, trilogy, except just went for good instead of for chaos and evil. And, and yeah and like i yeah that's a that's a good point and i really liked it because like at first i was like well this is like he's i didn't like it at first because he was starting off the smith but he was just like very easily like oh yeah like i'm not evil i was like ah that doesn't seem like the smith but it made it, it made more sense when they were kind of explaining all that and then like i also felt like his character like the guy almost like wasn't i felt like initially he wasn't really finding the smith or neo very well but then when he became his own character he was great i, I that guy the guy who played the new morpheus was awesome i loved the new morpheus with like uh, the clothes he was wearing and just sort of like the added like sort of his 
like his personality and the attitude that he brought to the character, I thought was great. I love that right. character. That was, you know, maybe my favorite character. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I think the thing that sort of started to lose me a little bit was like, they were really playing with, and I thought this was kind of brilliant in the beginning with your perception of reality. And like, you started to question like, is this, you know, like, is this all in Neo's head? Like, is he, is he in this game? Like, there was just all these layers of it. And then it just kind of became, oh, no, like, they brought him back and they plugged him back in and they've, you know, they've got, they've made him a designer of his own game, which, you know, it, and there was even a part later on in the movie where you started to wonder, like, oh, is this yet, like, was all this, like, him actually getting unplugged or whatever, was that part of it? But then it turns out, no, it's it's still, you know, and that's where I think it would have been its own, like, I would have even looked at this as, like, a movie separate from the from the trilogy itself. Right. Um, but, and, and, and also, you know, stop, like, stop making... Uh, Neil Neil Patrick Harris, a bad guy. I don't want to dislike him. He's too likable, you know. Okay, so so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. I actually like Neil Patrick Harris in this role. Him being oh, no. a misogynistic douche was perfect. No, I, I I I don't dislike him in the role. I'm just saying, like you know, like he's such a likable guy. Like I remember watching A Million Ways to Die in the West, and he played the villain, and like he played such an asshole. But it's like I can't dislike this guy though because he's Neil Patrick Harris. I don't know my my opinion of of uh, Neil Patrick Harris changed after uh, <laughs> Gone Girl. No, after Gone Girl, I loved him in that movie. He was so good in that movie. Oh, uh, I haven't. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen that. Yeah, honestly. Ben Affleck. Uh, wrote, I think it Rosamund Pike. I want to say. Maybe yeah. Not her, but uh, um, it's such a. That's one of my favorite movies in the last decade. Okay. Neil Patrick I'll, Harris I'll is, is great in that. Um, but. I liked I liked him as the integral bad guy essentially. Yeah. Um, the I I can't remember the actor who plays him. I did not necessarily care for the Smith replacement character. Yeah. In yeah. But I will say I liked the relationship they had between yeah. him and Keanu. That worked. And it was um, an interesting sort of uh, you know role reversal. And, and so my I think. If I'm understanding correctly, I think it seems like the architect, which wasn't the architect, didn't the architect come back in this or no, you know what? The Frenchman came back. Yeah. Which was, that was cool. Um, I wasn't expecting that at all, but, uh, and they got the same actor and everything, but uh, I'm guessing that the art, and this is kind of an interesting concept and in the whole thing about love and all that stuff like that. And it's like, okay, I think, you know, um, I think that part was a little confusing and not, not necessarily that it was too high concept. It was just that I need to rewatch it because I don't know if I was paying full attention. I don't know if I fully caught what was going on with this whole, I, I think broad strokes, but like there was, there was something about like, there were details that like, I don't even think I can fully explain because I don't remember. There's certain details like, oh wait, they did this, they did that. Why did they do this? So I would need to watch it again. Um, me just missing some things, but like, Basically, if, my, if I'm understanding correctly, I think it was like, I guess the architect, like there was a new architect sort of character in the doctor who instead of the architect was very, you know, very, um, uh, what, what's, what's the word? Like a very singular thinking 
you know, like very machine thinking in terms of, you know, what's right. Uh, yeah. Optimum for efficiency. Yeah, and exactly. And then the doctor is, where the doctor, you know, replaced the architect and was even more of a threat because the doctor understood human nature and how to exploit that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that, that's some broad strokes, but yeah, I agree there. Um, my overall opinion of the matrix, I liked the this, first this hour. movie. Okay, yes, you're talking about this. Okay, I liked the first hour of the movie. I think, yeah, I think I'm there with you, and I think uh, probably about the same. Yeah, uh, basically, once it got to the train scene, okay, the train yeah. scene I enjoyed, and then when I rewatched it, I hated because one of the best things about the Matrix, because of, of its high concept, you know, science fiction nature is the visual effects, right? And right. that scene is so badly done in terms of a, of a, mm-hmm. a visual appeal that it, it turned it off completely. But oh. I enjoyed, like, it's like, I enjoyed the Smith relationship. I, I enjoyed yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. I enjoyed him a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, and then that first hour of the movie, <clears throat> where they do all of them, all of them, the meta commentary, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That yeah. felt like the Matrix to me. Yeah, and oh yeah. What, and I was like, okay. And um, and, I, well, what, and there yeah. was there was there was some good new philosophical exploration early on as well. But anyway, yeah, go, yeah, right agreed. Um, my issue with it, and it became evidently clear in a particular scene in the movie, but it was that I, I was not sure who actually wrote the the script, right? And mm-hmm. so Lana wrote one, but there were three writers on this movie. And hmm. you can distinctly tell at least oh. where Lana's influence ends and the other two writers pick up. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I've, I've always prided The Matrix on its philosophy. Like that, I mean, I watched it when I was younger, but that was one of my first uh, films that we deep dove in class and talked about it. Sure. And it was what got me, and it irritates me still to this day, is right. that the raid, right? Remember, I don't remember exactly. It's one of the big first fights when they're all in the group inside the Matrix, and they're mm-hmm. raided by like the, I guess they're like scavengers, basically. It's right before when they meet the, um, the girl that saved him at the, at the train station. Wait, which movie are you talking about? Oh, oh, you're talking about. Oh, you're still talking about the fourth yeah, movie. That's the point of the episode. <laughs> oh, I know. I thought. I thought you said the first movie, or maybe I, no, I the I fourth. Something. Yeah. Um, then when they're basically ranting against every major company in social media, I'm like, right. that's not the Matrix. I know. Like, this is so on the nose. It feels like I'm literally sitting in class listening to some junior freshman philosophy major trying to tell me about his opinion. Well, in, in, all, in all fairness, I do think that even the original Matrix, there were moments where the the symbolism was very much on the nose as well. But yeah, no, I... Yeah, I, yeah. I, but, but I mean, I, I, like, I genuinely was like, I want to turn this movie off because this is so just on the nose. And so like, it feels like there's very little of the story that has backed this up and got to this point. And, and they, they kind of like trying to frame it as the ramblings of a madman which I get, but I'm like, 
still like oh you're talking about that that was the, the frenchman I, I i did not enjoy that at all that that whole scene like right there completely killed the rest of the movie for me okay fair enough now <laughs> another thing too that i didn't understand was uh the the girl from the train station because at first it seemed like she was working against them but then all of a sudden she was for them and i didn't see like a real and this is something i may have missed but a real explanation for her shift yeah i mean the the explanation was that she uh you know um that she was influenced by um the oracle at the end of the of the third movie um because she had met neo and they and he didn't like kill them when they were rogue you know programs at the train station so hmm. yeah i don't know i don't think they they did a great job but again i'd have to rewatch it i only i i saw it once i didn't uh see it early enough to give myself a second viewing, but maybe it'll, I don't know, maybe it'll come back. But um, anyway, uh, another thing too, by the way, you were talking about uh, the beginning. I, I, and I think, or actually no, I was, well, we were. Uh, the thing that I really loved too about the, the commentary was they got really into the meta of like the Matrix trilogy and how it's affected people and like what, and, and I thought that was genius. Like they were just talking yeah, that, about like- that, that tickled my so the sociological part of my brain and I loved it. Yeah, like they were talking about like I love that first because they they were weren't they even talking about like how like you know like people like just people the way people respond to the Matrix trilogy and like where do you go from there and like you know like uh, I I don't know I don't remember the specifics but it was some really great uh, meta that wasn't just about like the whole Warner Brothers thing but just the the fandom and like you know yeah like even the movies themselves like even kind of looking at the movies themselves and, and criticizing them and just like it, it, it gets it, it it's it's philosophy at its finest but anyway agree um, like, like i said at the top of the episode there's a reason why they teach the matrix philosophy in school mm -hmm. definitely but yeah so overall um i would still probably rank the fourth number four of the third oh well. um, you know what you know for what that first for that first hour and i'll i'll, like, I'll you, you got me you you've convinced me i'll do the same i think mostly because the third one is just lacking in it's it's very much lacking in substance it's like it's it's got a solid 30 40 minutes that's actually you know and then the rest of it there's just really nothing except action so 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 then if you look at it the fourth one is better than the third one by default because it has at least an hour of good content yeah uh, yeah honestly yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed um, I, it, which is interesting because um, like I was kind of being pushed by members of my family to watch it, even though I was going to anyway, because yeah. I had like one person who loved it, one person who hated it. It was very divisive. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and I, that's think, why I, like, th I think it also influenced me of going, well, I'm going to meet in the middle. I loved half the movie. I hated the other half. I mean, we're, yeah, we're both. That's that I think ultimately you and I are very like, it sounds like we pretty much more or less felt exactly the same way. And again, I don't remember my experience as well. So it's possible that you saying, oh, an hour in, I'm just like, yeah, that sounds about right. But I think, I and, I and I remember, I don't, I remember feeling like I got lost around that that uh, fight scene in the dojo. And I don't think for the same reason, but I do, that did stand, I in my memory, that stands out as a point where I kind of started losing interest a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. You know, you know, you know what I, I, 
the way th- what I thought was going on for and I think I would have liked this better to be honest, but the whole time until like they they find his actual body, I think that was another thing that kind of I thought that and I think this would have made more sense. I thought that his consciousness was was preserved and that like his body like Maybe that his, made cons- sense, yeah. his, his consciousness body- separated yeah. from his body. Cause that would have, you know, again, like, cause I was sitting here, I'm trying to, I'm wondering like, okay, so how are they going to explain the fact that, you know, he was, especially when he wakes up and he's like all, you know, like his eyes are there and everything. I'm like, well, how are they going to explain this? And, you know, but I, I thought it would have been interesting if the one was no longer, he was no longer a human, but he was, he, his consciousness remained as an entity within the program. He could have been like Morpheus where like, you know, they have to pull him out into the real world using that, technology or you know i don't know um yeah there could have been definitely other ways to do it um and they could have had a better outcome but you know and and they do they do explain like you know him getting rebuilt and everything and that was a really gross scene by the way i remember they they, you know them showing some close-ups and things like that but it's like i don't know like that that was a little them like rebuilding him and putting his eyes back in and whatever. I don't know if I buy that as much. I think, I think, you know, the consciousness thing would have worked out hey, better. But if anyway. anyone could do it, it would be Doogie Howser. All right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe that was a nod to the fact that Bill Patrick Harris played a semi-successful surgeon in a show when he was younger. Maybe that's the whole reason why they did it that way. Wait, was, was he only semi-successful in the show? I never watched it. I, I never, I never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, you know, there's, there's, sh- like, that show was what, late 80s, early 90s? Something like that. I don't know. I wasn't born yet. I think I was still a seed somewhere. Well, yeah, because it's like, I mean, everybody, like, uh, like, I feel like everybody's seen Saved by the Bell, but, like, who, like, I who's actually I seen, who, well, never mind. I don't know. Or maybe I have, and I just, I have no recollection of it. I feel like people recognize, Saved by the Belmore and other shows from like the early nineties. Whereas Doogie Hauser is a show that's like everybody knows that the show existed, but I like it almost feels like it's been lost to time. I don't know. I, th- I think that's also because you th- you look at Neil Patrick Harris and everyone goes, "How how I met your mother." So. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Let me see if it's if uh, Doogie Hauser is streaming anywhere. How dare you type in the middle of an episode? Hey, I, you know what? I just like to say that so that way. People don't. Oh yeah, it's on Hulu. Nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety three. Yeah, it was basically it was it was a uh, contemporary. It was a contemporary Saved by the Bell. What a strange concept, a child doctor. Anyway. Okay. Well, then we recommend finding Doogie Howser. <laughs> yeah, that's our. Yeah. That's our recommendation for the episode. It does. That doesn't mean somewhere. that. It, it doesn't mean somewhere. that we're gonna we're gonna follow our our rec this week, but you know you can. No, I might. I might. I, I I'm, gonna, in, I'm in looking for a new show. Listen, I'm I'm a I'm an NPH fan, but I I, I don't I got other things to watch. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you wanna you wanna roll us out? Yeah, I do. I do want to roll us out. I wanna I wanna commit roll out here real quick. What's Is that Pokemon a Pokemon? Oh yeah, uh, it's not. I don't think it's a specific Pokemon. I think it's just a. Move. I'm Miltank. I'm yeah, Miltank. I guess. I'm gonna roll out. Watch out for my nipples. <laughs> what? <laughs> Miltank the cow roll out nipples. Anyway. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm dying. Um. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this uh this episode this week. 
You guys know the drill at this point. Like, rate, share on whatever platforms you're on, on socials. You can follow us everywhere. Except the Discord. Uh, except for the Discord, even though there's a link in the the description of this episode. Because we'll figure out something. Player. We'll figure out something new for season three. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoy, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Yeah. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Hey, that's why I lied. Oh, play us out. No. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Da da da.